0: Hello, this is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media. And I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome to our channels today a very familiar face to those who are on LinkedIn. Kate McCarthy is the founder and chair of McCarthy Recruitment and Kate and I go a long way back. But for those who aren't familiar with what your business does, Kate, just do a brief introduction as to what you actually do and welcome.
1: Thank you, Leisha. Thank you very much for having me. Um, We are a um, recruiter that recruits for the whole of the UK nationwide and and also Ireland. Um, We've been, I think we're in about our 16th year. It feels like a long time now, but in a a positive way. Um, We specialise in our infancy retail and hospitality. I think that's probably what we're best known for. However, we would talk now about really being leadership and operational management recruiters um, across the UK in lots of different sectors, so finance, HR, um, and moving into kind of agriculture tech, lots of different areas, so yeah, behaviourally led really, really focus on culture match value led quality of recruitment
0: gosh, sixteen years we so we're we're, all, we're almost as old as each other in recruitment terms, aren't we? and I think we met way back on Gate. I think it was That's, that seems a long time ago, and actually that that introduction I think is a really good way to start in terms of. know picturing where we're at as we record this now we're just coming to the end of January 2021 which I think has been the longest year in the month of uh, 2021 so far so what's happened in your sector because you've talked there about you know you were originally retail and hospitality you've obviously gone more discipline focused so give us a snapshot of what's happened since Covid began in March 2020.
1: I think for us we just carried out an MBO in the business as well so um, that's why everyone refers to me as chair and founder now so that's all a bit different And which was really wonderful because for me, the legacy was passing it on to my management team. And that was always there. And some of those guys have worked for for nearly 15 years, so virtually since the start. Um, That was about a week before COVID hit. So it's been a really um, crazy year for us. And I think, you know, look, there was a moment in March where we lost probably 95% of our vacancies overnight, which a lot of recruiter's experienced and a lot of recruiter's experienced and then it came back quickly because people then went, oh, actually it's okay. For us, it was a slower burn, um, and we'd always been pivoting the business, doing something different, and, and trying to re-establish ourselves as a discipline-led recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think COVID gave us an opportunity to do that and, and to be forced to do that more. Um, when you're known in a sector and you know, retailers want to use us, it means that you're, kind of, you're almost drawn into that and you keep being drawn mm-hmm. back, and I absolutely love that, um, but ultimately we wanted to be known for something different. So that's been our focus this year. Um, I think look, retail um, has taken a real hammering this year. We've almost gone forward five years in a really intensive way. Um, I was on um, BBC Breakfast this morning talking about the demise of Debenhams um, and the impact. And I think we're, I mean, gosh, up to 180,000 retail jobs lost. Um, looking at the, um, you know, the the amount of people on them um, credit at the minute, and and look at the benefits, it, it's doubled since last mm. March. Um, and furlough mm. is still in place. So furlough is hiding a lot of the reality as well. And you know, we've got some big names, you know, Arcadia, Topshop, would you ever have jumped with that? I mean, just said I've been in 16 years. I'm obviously um, late 40s and I kind of look and think Topshop was the place to go. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's just totally changed. And you look at Boohoo buying Debenhams um, and people who don't understand retail will look about as think that's a positive, but ultimately Boohoo are an online retailer. They want to take all the information. They're just going to get rid of everybody. And, and it's an iconic brand lost again. You know, British Home Stores has gone. And um, Debenham's has gone. I do hope, though, that there's opportunities there. And I do think there are businesses that are... We still want to shop. I don't know about you, Lisha, but I love shopping. Me too. i have not saying the demise of the high street. I do think it will turn itself on its head at some point. We, mm. And young people want to shop as well. Online shopping actually is really difficult. I don't know about you, but I've been, when you want to buy something in lockdown and you have to... Try to look at it on the screen and then you get it, and you have to try it on, then you have to send it back. It's actually a lot of hassle. I've got I've got a funny
0: story about that. I've for the first time ever I bought from ASOS this month, and I bought four. In fact, everyone who watches watches the recruitment shining stars that amazing black blouse with the big puff sleeves. That's an ASOS one. I think I'm on commission for that. But I bought some underwear, and I'm sorry, sorry you. If anybody's offended by this, but it was like cheese string. It did not look like it did on the models, and I definitely bought the right size. So I agree with you. I think it's a very tactile human thing to do is to go shopping. It's an event. It's girlfriends, with you, definitely
1: not just just women, but you know or, you know, you guys it's a day. And I think there's a lot of retailers that are kind of missed that. Debenhams have some brilliant concessions in it um, that will be really missed. And I hope they come in other areas. Yeah. I think uh, Marks and Spencers are looking at um, having Jaeger. They bought Jaeger. Um, hopefully that'll be part of the concession within a store. Um, and they're also talking to the likes of Hobbs um, and um, Sea Salt, for example, about going in there. And I hope they almost take that concession Element that Debenham's had and created because Marks and Spencer really need to kind of innovate more. Their online presence isn't great, but they've still got this great brand. And actually, because like anything, when businesses go bust, it creates an opportunity for somebody else Mm -hmm. because there is a gap in the market, yeah, like it or not, they've created a gap. You know, there's my my there goes your (laughs) AirPod. This is like this is live
0: 2021. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. It's sorry. It's, a, it's interesting because I mean you look at someone like Primark and they refuse to go online, don't they? So th- I think that's that because the margin
1: it's all that's because their margin's so low. So mm-hmm. they they um obviously they they buy volume and they sell volume and they sell mm-hmm. it for a lot cheaper. So often, we've all been into Primark and gone, how are they selling this for this? Mm-hmm. I'll buy a tea towel for this. Um, but it's because they're buying in bulk. Um, and they. they if they went online, their margin would be shocked, And that's the same as Aldi and Lidl. So it's the same as them in food. So you look at an Aldi um,
0: right.
1: and same thing. There's actually, for the food retailers, um, the margin um, on, online really goes down. So as much as their sales have gone up, their margin's been affected by lockdown.
0: Mm, that's, that's the reality isn't it it's all about you know sales is vanity profit is sanity and exactly. it couldn't be truer really it's interesting actually and i'm not prepared for this but you know i, I used to go to germany quite a lot because one of my best friends lived over there and for me it was such an experience to go shopping because what they do and this is interesting for you with retail and hospitality at sort of in your historical sectors rather than disciplines but they combine the two so you go into a shop on the yeah. high street an independent shop and in there would be a cafe. Um, it would be, somebody would come up to you and say, can I get you a drink? And you'd be like, okay, yes, that would be great. Thank you for free, a free coffee. And yes, of course it was a higher premium. It wasn't that expensive. It was, you know, you might pay a little bit percentage, a bit more than you would do in a, a top shop or something like that. And it's not that you felt obliged to buy, but the whole experience felt like this special occasion. And this was, this is going back about five years ago. And I remember coming out of the shop thinking, this is what needs to happen because it is an occasion, it is. There's so much that a retailer could
1: do to innovate and even make you feel. I mean, for, for me, I look and think with that, all the technology we've got, I'd love to be able to go into a change room and not have to get change. But actually, then just take a profile of me and then yeah. put the dress on and go, OK, so that's what I'd look like. Let's like, stack that off. How much easier would that be for all of us? I mean, don't get me wrong. You could possibly do that for online, but maybe not in the same way. You know, If you had a scanner, maybe you wouldn't want a body scanner. Maybe we'd all be like, oh, we don't want to see that. <laughs> I think there's so many different ways to make it exciting for younger people. Um, and, you know, fashion's still important. Homewares, we want to feel it, we want to touch it, we want to go out and buy it. And um, it's, it's just not the same. So for me, um, I don't think retail is dead. I'm quite passionate about that. When everybody asks me, I mean, um, the BBC often it's real negativity. And then I come on going, it's not so bad. We're opening shops, you know. Yeah. Um, but as, as a business, we also have to say, well, look, We've recruited for head offices in retail for years, and that's marketing, it's HR, it's finance. Mm-hmm. Um, why we're we not doing that in other sectors, it's exactly the same. Um, and that's really what it's allowed us to do. It's almost given us um, space that I wouldn't have asked for, let's be honest, mm-hmm. um, and and time where we weren't billing in the same way to say, okay, what, what else can we do? And and that's kind of then snowballed to all the things. So it's all been about, I mean, the keywords of pivot and innovation. Um, but also working together as a team because actually it's been really tough and anyone watching this that, you know, whether it's homeschooling, stuck in a small house with your husband, which is interesting, um, you know, and just, just wanted to get out sometimes and, and it feels overwhelming. Um, you, you're just connected to your team when you're not together. Um, you know, I've been really vocal about this, that the minute we could get back to the office, I wanted people together because you connect and collaborate in a really, really different way um it feels disconnected and pivoted a business <laughs> trying to uh, almost be warriors I was like you know we, we're at war here we want to still be here at the end of it and I do think if you're here at the end of it you will then carry on and you know I'm we will come that out
0: you, I'm so happened. glad you used that expression you you to me when I was observing you during 2020 you are a you are as brutal and candid as they come and i love that about you. you just you don't dress it up and that's where i think we're very similar i'm i'm often regarded as you know don't sugarcoat anything but you are a warrior you're an economic warrior and it was really obvious to me you know you were in the worst hit sector retail and hospitality but you there was nothing negative coming out of you it was all this is what we're going to do this is how it's going to happen and i agree with you i think you know we are a human we are a human interaction sector and i think although you know, if you turn the clock back a couple of years ago where the biggest threat to recruitment was going to be AI and technology, you've embraced all of it. And actually, that's what's then happened in your market, isn't it? That's what you're saying, that retail and hospitality are at a point where what can we do to benefit from all the technology that we've, that we've lived with to bring back the human element to it? And I think, you know, that's where the two have collided. And clearly, and it's that's the
1: one thing that is really interesting. Is Everyone's talking about lockdown and the fact we've discovered that we need to be with people. We've discovered that we should connect more. Yet they're still saying AI is going to take over recruitment and technology is going to take over the world. Have we not learned anything? Have we not learned that we're, as a society, we need to be connected? That um, loneliness is, um, kills your mental health. Not being together affects us all. Whether it's my six-year-old that is struggling because he can't hug people. And um, I think the, one of the best things that came out of his mouth when he's six, he said, Mummy, everybody wants me to be somebody I'm not. <gasps> Oh my um, God. so powerful.
0: Um, a and
1: I thought, yeah, really powerful. And and what that was, um, it was five at the time. So that was just as um, he, w- he went back to school in reception, and wasn't allowed to hug people. And obviously, he wasn't hugging grandparents. And he was really angry. Um, when is this going to end? And I think you know, the power of children sometimes to so express how many of us feel. Mm. So to say that AI and look, it can help make things more efficient. We have to embrace um, things going forward. I mean, I was laughing the other day about something um, that my son, who's 10, was talking about. and I said, I turned to my husband and I said, when did I turn into my mum that couldn't work for DVD player? Um, you know, um, there is a bit that you have to kind of keep up because, um, but there's equally, there's some red herrings there as well that, as a recruiter and recruitment business you have to be careful of. A lot of money can be thrown in on tech that doesn't actually really have a huge amount of to your business and change much of it. Um, and you have mm. to balance it, I think.
0: Well, that's a really interesting point, actually. So, because I think that's the, that's the kind of daunting thing for, for a lot of our listeners, our leaders like you, you know, they're running businesses and, you know, the ne- you know we've got to get onto vid- this video. But the and- next
1: thing, oh, did you know about this? And did you yeah. know about that? And, and sometimes I think you can get over and and, and think, oh God, am I going to be behind it's the, the pack? Are we going to miss out on something? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, especially at the minute, for me, it's all about what's our bottom line. Like, you know, we're not trading like we were trading. It is, that is the reality. We were never going to be able to do that. You know, yes, we've done, done well, uh, bearing in mind um, where we were in March. I think, you know, I'm really, really super proud of the team and everything we've achieved, but ultimately um, our baseline costs, you can't change them overnight. You can, in the first six months, you could reduce them. You were like, oh, can we have a break here and a rent break, but that has to stop. And I, and I said to our team, September, we're going to be back to reality um, and we need to manage the bottom line, um, you know, and, and that's really important. So I do think there's a balance with tech. I think sometimes as a business leader, you have to sit back and say, what are we trying to achieve? Yep. Um, where, what is our strategy and who do we want to be? Because I've never wanted to be the biggest recruiter. I've wanted to be really profitable. That's really important to me. But you know what? The most profitable recruiters aren't always the ones that look all singing and dancing and sexy and have everything thrown at it actually the throwing away the investment money and things that might not matter um it's a bit like when I talk about culture, issue you know oh we've got a beer fridge and we've got a pool table we've got this basketball running we've got all these drinks on a Friday what's your team actually want yeah <laughs> you know because your team right. might not want that yeah um, right. you might want that or, or you might see that as a way to be or it looks cool or on Instagram or social media your business looks really cool when was the last time you actually said to your team what is it that you what need you want? that motivates you that makes
0: a difference to you yeah what's what's your common thread what's your story together what yeah. why, why are you who working are you your culture, your is culture a might table. be
1: that mm.
0: yeah your culture might be that and that's
1: great if that's who you are i mean we've never been like that mm. um and i think it's important to recruit to that as well and um, don't get me wrong we have some serious fun together um but it's not about going and getting pissed on a friday night you mm. know um there's a lot of people that have grown up in our business that have got married, got kids and Change
0: it changes, and, I do, and this year I think you know you look look at the, the employees like yourself who have got loyalty. You know you've you've created a, a brand where you know you are so open and honest. Your communication style has been absolutely exceptional. You have pivoted. You know you've moved quickly, but you've done it in an obvious way. You know, like you said, you were already placing marketing and sales and operational people. So why you know you've not suddenly gone? I know. Let's go and do construction or let's go and do life sciences. You've yeah. it's an obvious yeah. thing to do. It's yeah. so low-hanging fruit, and I, and I think that it, you know in very simple terms in relationships the true culture of a relationship is how things are when things are not going well and how you pull together and and I think that's where you are now in a position you you just mentioned it before if you have survived thus far you will now go on to thrive when when lockdown inevitably ends are there any interesting or exciting brands because you talked about you know this is an opportunity now for innovation are there any retail or hospitality brands obviously those are the sort of key sectors you have previously operated in that we should be keeping an eye on who's going to be exciting this year We interrupt this podcast episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor, HOXO Media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency specifically for the recruitment industry. And they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including Key Recruitment and 3000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now in 2021, the hugely successful HOXO Academy, of which I was part of, is changing and they've now launched an eight-week personal brand launch programme, which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxham Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters, of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often, traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content, and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now, we're living in a post-COVID world, and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Hoxha Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the Academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So. This is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by Hoxo Academy that the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this programme for 12 months at no extra cost. So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15, or a team of 500 and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency can join this incredible programme and having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical Academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound. Thank you for listening to this message. Enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details.
1: No, I, I, I'm not going to say this this brand or this brand, okay. but I think there are some. You know, we're recruiting for Brooke Taverner, for example, and and, and I think many listeners won't have heard of them. And mm. um, but if you, um, it's a menswear um, brand, mm. um, and um, it's got some really really nice product. Um, and we, I think we've got about two or three stores opening in the next two or three months. Um, smaller brands, I think, coming up that you might not have heard of that offer something different. Um lovely product in that in that business um and really great culture um but very very kind of dapper menswear um and i think it's about um you know smaller local businesses as well growing so for example for those of the um know cheshire will know the ice cream farm and we've been working with them and we do quite a lot of consultancy as well so it's not just place and Mm vacancies and i think that's the difference with us people will come to us and say look Um, we've had this retention issue or we've got a diversity issue or can you help us actually just look at our recruitment strategy um, and tell us what we're doing wrong or what we could do differently or more efficiently or better? Um, And sometimes that doesn't mean recruiting for brands. Um, Sometimes I've gone into brands before and said to them, you don't need an external recruiter. What you do need to do is change, tweak this and, wow, we're so much more efficient. Um, and don't get me wrong, if there's ever the, a need, I know they'll come to me. So that's the honesty piece as well. Um, so there's some some brands out there that are smaller, like, you know, um, the Ice Cream Farm owner, a, own a play um, business so that they're looking to grow when lockdown comes out. And we've been talking to them about even doing some training with them. So us being involved, training their teams on service. Um, all the things that we're really passionate about and know, um and our training and consultancy arm has grown hugely this year um i love the fact that people can pick up the phone and say okay ha- this is where we're at what do you think and, and i had a really interesting conversation with the business um only two weeks ago and to be fair he, um he said to me okay i only said i'd have a chat with you because um you're on the bbc i'm quite intrigued um you know a recruiter you kind of he said um, and when we started talking at the end of it he said to me i'm going to be really brutally honest with you i just thought you'd be another recruiter wanted to fill vacancies and he said i've absolutely loved your insight into recruitment what we could be do differently culture behaviors competencies how are we recruiting is this working for us um and i'm doing i'm doing them um, a week of consultancy for them in the next couple of weeks advising them on their entire recruitment strategy that's what i'm really passionate about
0: yeah you can um, see for anyone that's watching on youtube you can see kate is getting very animated but for those listening, yeah it's just because you can make that a difference and- Exactly. Yeah, really but, that, but to it. me, that's what recruitment is, you know, and that's where it's been so lost over the last decade. It's become, it's become so transactional. And what you're doing is partnering your client in terms of their needs. And it's it, that's integrity, that's consultancy. And I think that there are lots of companies out there probably thinking maybe that's all we need to do, you know. And, and very often, we, all people think about is that the, the placement fee, but actually there's so much more opportunity. Oh, it's
1: not. And actually, for me, if you're placing with loads of clients and having to do loads of BD. But then you place once and you don't place again. There's something not right. Yeah. You know, that, that's, I'm so proud of the fact that um, we've got clients and um, and people that we work with for about 16 years. And for me, I, I, well, I think I would say recruitment about 22 years. I, but you know, slightly um, like, slightly longer than that now I think. But you know, I've got people that I worked with in my early 20s um, that I still recruit for now as a business. Amazing. And then um, and, and it's great. And, and actually, brands that don't, for brands that they work for that don't exist now. Um, and, and we smile and laugh and say, oh, do you remember those days? Um, we've almost grown up together yep, in their career absolutely. and ours. But that, that's because you're honest, you're open, you do what you say you're going to do. And it's not just about filling that vacancy. No. It, it's about, and people talk about it, but they don't, they, they don't really mean it. No. They've not got that real strong
0: connect. and care and I, and I do you know what there's nothing wrong with that being the driver of what you're about and i think you know you, we, we've both been in recruitment a similar amount of time and to i think to stand the test of time in what we do in our industry and where you know we're the forebearers of it it is about genuinely caring about the process and about the result for the client it's not about the fee because actually the fees are material if you do a great job you will be rewarded accordingly i've always said that I, you know target the target uh, what i mean
1: we, we... My guys set their own anyway. I'm not really interested. Yeah. Give me a commitment of what you're going to deliver. Yeah. That'll be different if you're part-time. But actually what I want to do is, are we providing service? Because service equals sales. If we're, not filling, if we're not providing a great service, we're not going to deliver sales. Yeah. Um, and actually the same thing, if we've not delivered sales a month, who have we, who have we not provided a great service to? Yeah. Um, because we all know if, from our own business, you have got a vacancy, it's causing you a problem. If they give it to us and they're not trying to fill it themselves, um mm-hmm. they want it done quick um and they want to they want a quality person
0: awesome.
1: um and they want you to really focus on them they want to feel important
0: of course and you're not going to compromise the quality of it oh it's been really really insightful and i'm, I'm very pleased that your builders haven't intruded and walked in while we've been doing this so <laughs> if anyone can hear no, it it's
1: the, yeah, yeah. Say, it's,
0: the drilling is the builders it's it's nothing else guys so <laughs> thank you so much and from one working parent to another, it's been oh. very challenging. Have you got any top tips for any fellow recruiters, recruiters to keep it all together?
1: Drink gin. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I, do you know what? I think sometimes about give yourself a break. Really great advice from Joshua, who's ten. My ten year old. He said to me, "Mom, fractions don't matter. Should we sack this off?" And that was about <laughs> nine o'clock at night. One night, I was like, "Do you know what, Joshua?" That's. But he said, "You're more stressed than I am." And after YouTubing how to do it and still not getting it, I just thought, you know what? Year six fractions is not for me. Um, Let's just, you know what? Is is the world going to end? No, it's not. Very good. Control control and forget
0: about fractions. I know what this this podcast is now going to be called Sack It Off by Joshua McCarthy (laughs) Booth. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll make sure that all your um, contact details are on the um, channels so that people, if they want to follow you, and that, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really great. Thanks,
1: Alicia. Thanks for asking me. Thank you.